Men, Concrete Jungle, New York Baseball Podcast. Coming to you live from the third floor of the North Park building here on FingerLakes1.com. Paul Russo, Kyle Evans alongside uh, main man behind the scenes today is intern Caleb featuring Kyle, or, uh, Nate Sharman behind the scenes, I guess. He's hanging out behind the heater. Anyway, we're here. We got the hottest teams in baseball, like the most winning teams going on right now, even when they don't win somehow. It's glorious. Um, so we'll touch on all that. How's the week been going, though, for everybody? How we feeling, Kyle? Uh, it's going pretty well. Uh, by the way, I like your glasses. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you were at the Finger Lakes Country Music Fest this past Saturday. You would have been able to pick up a pair, you know? Yeah, I might have to grab a pair on the way out. Yeah, why not, you know? Nice little logo logo action on the side over here. Nice and durable, you know? So, future's so bright, we got to wear shades. <laughs> Caleb, how you doing? Good, good. Excellent, good man. All right, we uh, I know we start with the Yankees on Monday, so we'll start with the Mets today. Um, so, Kyle, you, you actually hit the nail square on the head with the Mets uh, heading into the series against the Padres. So go ahead, give, you know, we'll, you know. Yeah, thanks for giving me some credit there. <laughs> uh, still, however, leading the, uh, the NL East, rather, uh, 38-21 and 21 now. That's the thing. They could probably lose 6-7 mm-hmm. in a row, and it wouldn't. I mean, they maybe drop a couple games in the standings, yeah. but. Um, you know, they're really the main part in this where, you know, even though they may be losing the games, uh, it, they feel like wins, and we'll, we'll touch on, uh, I guess, why here. We'll start with Monday's game, an 11-5 bashing victory over the pods. Carlos Carrasco picked up the win, now moves to 7-1 and one on the year. Just a shade over 3.5, a 3.52 ERA. Uh, Tampa Bay Ray legend Blake Schnell picks up the loss. 0-3, 5.68 ERA. Look at you snickering over there. <laughs> Why are you? Uh, give, come on. All right, you want to know what? I will open the floor for a quick second here. I'm going to do something we usually don't do. I will let you have, because I can tell, rally against Blake Snell. Go ahead. <laughs> I like Blake. What? I do. You struck me as somebody who wouldn't. No, I, I do like Blake. Okay. Um, I do think it's funny, though, that he's struggling this much just because, like, you know, everyone's so high on him. And, like, I like him, but I don't think he's great by by any chance. But I don't know. I don't really have a problem with him. Okay. All right. Well, your top performer is Cookie Carrasco. Seven innings, five hits, two earned, and 10 Ks. Uh, he is um, no, probably one of the other guys we should be really actually having the discussion about for Cy Young as opposed to maybe uh, – Chris Bassett, as we as we alluded to, maybe the first couple weeks of the year, but him, uh, you know, a guy that we mentioned on last podcast because uh, who they played, obviously Tyler Anderson of the Dodgers, and there are a lot of a lot of the sneaky good guys, the ones that don't have the overpowering stuff, but the crafty guys are having really great years this year, uh, which is exciting to see, especially in the day and age of uh, power on both sides of the dish, I guess. Uh, Jeff McNeil, two for five, double RBI and a run scored, but. Uh, the main headline from this game, and justifiably so, Eduardo Escobar, 4 for 5, hit for the cycle, 6 total RBIs, 3 total runs scored. Um, you know, this was a guy, I think, uh, because of the way the Mets offseason kind of played out, ended up be- becoming an under-the-radar signing. Uh, we've said his name now a number of different times on here, but certainly a guy that, um, look, all-star caliber anyway before he got on the Mets, uh, kind of low-key having another really good year this year. Um and I was this the first Met cycle in 
14 years I was saying or 15 years something like that so um you know obviously uh, with a lot of um I guess pessimistic news potentially coming up here as we'll talk about here in a second a really great bright spot to have uh, a guy like Eddie Escobar really kind of step up uh, might have to lead the offensive charge here for the next couple of days and again we'll, we'll touch on that in just a second yeah it's kind of surprising after that night you're thinking oh Matt's definitely going to get a series win out of this and and injuries happen and uh just kind of the offense struggled a little bit, and it's just kind of surprising to see, especially because the Mets, you know, they've this is only their third uh, series loss of the year, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you mentioned a little bit about how um, you were kind of predicting it, and we'll get into why here. A lot of uh, the, the reasons, I'll call it, uh, potentially happened Tuesday with the Tuesday night game, a 7 nothing San Diego victory. You Darvish picked up the win. Moves to five and three on the year and a three point six one ERA for the Padres. Taiwan Walker uh, takes a loss three and two. Uh, still a very good and impressive three point two eight ERA. Um, again, you know he did pretty much what he had to do overall. He went six innings, gave up five hits, four earned, uh, two walks, and four strikeouts. Just the offense didn't quite show up. Probably just a tick of a run more than what you would hope for. But clearly, if they didn't even get any runs across the plate, it wasn't going to make a difference uh, there. And, you know, with that in mind, it was hard to pull anything offensively. Eduardo Escobar did go one for three, had a double in that lone hit, and Mark Canna went one for three. Um, notably, obviously, Canna did not get the start. He came in for Starling Marte, um, whose left quad tightened up that game. Um, but good news to report there. We'll, we'll obviously touch on that one a little bit more in just a second as well. But also in this game, Pete Alonso getting beaned on the right hand uh you Darvish, 96-mile-per-hour sinker, uh, just a little bit too much run. Uh, but, again, good news with, with Pete Alonzo. Uh, more than likely, uh, both him and Starling Marte will be avoiding the IL. And, you know, that's kind of what I mean, right? I mean, it, they didn't get the wins, but it certainly feels like a big win, um, kind of given what could have potentially happened, right? I mean, you're looking at, you know, really two, you know, certainly probably the best consistent hitter you've had all year in Marte go excuse me, go down at that point. And um, certainly your power band, Alonzo, going down at that point uh, would not would not do well. And we've noted the struggles, right? I mean, the Syracuse Mets have, have struggled, and oddly enough, they've had a really good couple of days, and we'll touch on that obviously later on in the podcast. But um, they don't have much reinforcements behind them at that point if those two were to go down. And, you know, you're looking more than likely only having them go down really for a few days at this point. Yeah, really good news. I was actually kind of surprised by it. I thought even if it wasn't uh, a broken bone or something in Alonzo's hand, that he would still land on the IL due to the, like the swelling and stuff. But yeah, that's uh, great news. I mean, he would certainly be uh, probably in my top five for NL MVP early NL MVP candidates. So it would be a big loss if he did miss time. I know um, as well, um, and we'll touch on it more, I guess, when we get to our notes. Um, reinforcements are on the way for the Mets. Um, obviously, I'll, like I said, we'll touch on that when we get to the notes and then previewing of where they're heading this weekend. It's they're on, um, Nate, what'd you call it? Like the extreme West Coast swing at one point? Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like they've been on a West Coast swing for like 10 days, but it's only been a week, but it feels like even more than it, that. It's one of the weirder ones. It's definitely one of the longer ones I think I've seen in recent memory and, and stuff like that, so... Um, obviously it's, <laughs> it's tough. So, um, either way, um, and then, uh, yesterday, just not a great overall performance, a 13 to two San Diego win. 
Uh, Shamania picked up the win. His third of the year moves to three and three, three point two five two ERA for him. I mean, you know, a guy that the Mets were really trying to land actually in the off season at one point as were pretty much any other contending team from Oakland. Uh, Chris probably not getting the Cy Young Bass hit moves to four and four on the year, a five or four point three five ERA. Um, you know, again, just just a rough spot. Offense was in a little bit of a better spot, I guess, all things considered. But just pitching just did not do what they needed to do. Uh, Jeff McNeil, two for four with an RBI. J.D. Davis went one for three with a run and a walk. And Eduardo Escobar picked up a hit and a run as well. So, um, yeah, just not well. Uh, this is a Padre team that um, I think they're finally kind of finding their spot in stride. Um, obviously, first-year Padre manager, you know, Bob Melvin was not, you know, one of the weirder situations where, um, you know, he kind of gets involved in, uh, was it technically a trade from Oakland to, to San Diego? I think they had to do some sort of compensation in order to get him. But um, it, it, it's certainly a weird scenario. And obviously the NLS has kind of turned into really a bloodbath of a division, just with the top three in the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants. And, um Look, the Rockies and Diamondbacks haven't faded away quietly, I think, like we all kind of thought. I mean, now both both kind of are now that, now that we've gotten, you know, really two months along at this point. But, you know, they're certainly weirdly teams that kind of are punching above their weight, you know, every other night, which is tough to do when, it, I mean, in a division like that. So um, I don't I don't fully know what to make, I guess, kind of this. I mean, now it kind of puts the, the West Coast swing at a below 500 mark. For the Mets, um, but that being said, I just I'm trying to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. The Padres are hot right now, um, and obviously, you know, not to jump, you know, too far ahead here time wise for what we discussed, but you know, they're they're coming into a three game series against an Angels team that certainly is probably reeling, would put it respectfully at this point. Um, and obviously we'll touch on that a little bit more, but, um, you know, before I guess we really dive into the news and notes of the Mets at the moment, you know, I, I, I don't know what your thoughts are, but to me, I, I'm not really taking this with too, too much at stake for the Mets at this point. You know, you mentioned right at this point, they're playing 500 ball, um, again, either maintaining or gapping even more behind them in the NL East, um, you know, this is a division that the moment it looks like the Marlins can take advantage of and, and jump up to second place here within the next within the next week or so. So I, I'm not too sure. Again, what to make, I guess, is that the division as a whole, and at that point, you know, the Mets with with how they've played the past couple of days, just I'm not I'm not concerned. Oh yeah, me either. I'm not concerned at all. And uh, the division, like I've said all along, I just I think it's very weak. I don't think the Mets have any competition. Even if a couple teams get hot and win four in a row, the Mets have such a, a big lead right now that it just it wouldn't even bother them. And like you said, the Angels are uh, just very bad right now. So I think they'll just bounce back with a series win and then head back home. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think we'll ever be really talking about this series after today. Right, right. And I, I and that's a good point, right, because um, I, I'll, I'll jump into it with the news notes, obviously. So uh, we, we mentioned it already, Pete Alonzo and Starley Marte. Uh, both expected to miss IL stints. Um, we'll start with uh, Pete Alonzo. He was in the right hand by you, Darvish, as I mentioned. 96-mile-per-hour sinker. I know, um, Kyle, I know you, being a pitcher yourself, you probably do. Do you subscribe to Pitching Ninja at all? I do. Okay, good, good. 
Caleb, I know Nate's seen it. Caleb, do you do do you know about pitching ninja on on Twitter and stuff like that? Uh yeah, I've seen a couple stuff. Okay. Okay, yeah. I know he has a field day with this type of stuff and just watching the run on the pitch that this had was crazy. Like I'm not a pitcher. I wasn't a pitcher. I mean, um <laughs> what 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 I started watching pitching ninja to help me on the coaching aspect of things has now turned into one of my favorite content creators, period. Um so it was crazy watching the run on this pitch. Obviously, no intent, just got away from him. Um, but P. Alonzo, CT scan came back clean on the hand. Um, just had it wrapped as a precaution yesterday. No no big deal. Um, but he, you know, he if it's up to him, he, he said he'd be more than willing to get going again, you know, within a couple days. Obviously, it's not going to happen. I'd expect him probably to be available to pinch hit at this weekend, but I don't know if he'd get any starting time. Um, sorry, Marte, his left quad to end up on him on Tuesday. He only had one at bat. Um, but you know, he said it, it, the injury probably appears a lot worse than it actually is just the way he was walking Tuesday after the, after the fact, um, even Buck Showalter said it's probably just more or less, uh, be ready to go in a couple of days. He'd probably be more, he'd probably more likely would be in the starting lineup would be my bet before Pete Alonzo. There's no technical injury designation, so I get to do my first ever Paul Russo injury designation for Starling Marte. Day-to-day, left quad tightness, I'm putting it as. Um, well done, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm here to assist. Uh, with that being said, uh, the Mets option, Adonis Medina, uh, pitcher out of the bullpen. He did really well up in the bullpen. Uh, he's optioned back to Syracuse. And the Mets recalled, of all people, Khalil Lee. So uh, we will see. If maybe this stint up in the big leagues for him can help him kind of stick around at this point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got into last night's game. I, yeah. I'm not, I don't know if it was pinch running, but I did see him running back to the dugout. Yeah, Lee, Lee's had his struggles so far at Syracuse this year. And I think, again, I, I think, you know, not to get too far down a different rabbit hole for a different part of the podcast, I think a lot of it kind of is like the Kate Cavalli aspect of it where he was probably expecting to be up on the big league roster this year. And, you know, how long until he asked did, for a but, trade? Right, but, you know, probably a little bit of, you know, kind of had to get through the mental aspect of it a little bit. And I know um, he's had he's had weeks where he's looked really good, but other weeks where he's just looked really, really bad, unfortunately. I know, you know, he's probably going through it. I mean, it, it, look, baseball is, you know, <laughs> what is it, half physical, half mental, and the other half's whatever by Yogi Berra. So, I mean, he's he's probably trying to work through it. And, and look, I mean, clearly he's a guy you want to root for. He's a fun fun guy to watch play. So, um you, know, you mentioned obviously got a little bit of a run yesterday, so hopefully uh, this series coming up, he, we get to see him maybe have some run as well. That series coming up, off day today for the Mets as they make the short-ish trip north on I-5 to Orange County to face the Los Angeles Angels, no longer of Anaheim. They are just the LA Angels, I've come to learn. So pour one out for all of us, yes, yes. Pouring out for all of us youth out there who I think it's wow. really more or less just me who really remember them as the Anaheim Angels. So, anyway, um, the Anaheim Los, a- <laughs> the Los Angeles Angels. Not quite, not quite. 27-31 second in the ALS. Uh, losers of 14 straight games. Pretty hard to do. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe Madden, most overrated manager ever. Finally gets canned. Ooh, yes. Overrated ever? Most overrated ever? I mean, he's up there. We could probably have a full-fledged debate podcast on that one. So um, so off day today, 
for the Mets, and then three games uh, in Orange County tomorrow night, Friday, 9.38 first pitch on the East Coast on Apple TV+. Plus. Love the late starts, <laughs> and even better, it's on Apple TV. I'll have to tune in. Sylor Mago, Tyler Magill is back, uh, gets activated off the IL. Really good reinforcement coming in for the Mets, obviously. 4-2, and two, a 4.41 ERA. Um, for the Angels, I did have to kind of plug in here who is expected probably to go, not who is the official going at the moment. They're all TBA, but I went through and kind of followed their rotation a little bit here. Um, if they follow through, he should be facing Shohei Otani. Three and four in the year, three point nine nine ERA. Well, it's a good thing this game isn't in New York, because Otani can't <laughs> pitch in New York. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see, I guess, about that. Um, Mark my words, he's gonna get lit up. Okay. Wow. All right. Saturday night, ten oh seven start on the East Coast. This one on SNY though. Carlos Carrasco, seven and one, as I mentioned earlier, three point five two ERA. He'll be going against a, a very quiet, good year out of Patrick Sandoval. Three and one, two point eight one ERA for the Angels. Um, nothing super overpowering by Patrick, uh, but he's having a good year so far, all things considered. And then Sunday night baseball on ESPN for the Mets, seven oh eight. Taiwan Walker, three and two, three point two eight ERA. Um, slated by my projection to be a familiar face for Mets fans. It'd be Noah Syndergaard, four and four on the year, a three point six nine ERA. If they follow through with the rotation as it's been slated. So, that one's interesting. I know I'd love to. This is one of those days where I really wish um, our guy Josh Durso would be in here with us so I could just get his reaction to when I said that. Uh, but, uh, you know, look, Thor's had, Thor's had a pretty decent year. Nice little bounce back year for himself. But um, you want to I'll go ahead and do it only because I love just watching this team crash and burn right now. I'm going to go Mets sweep, I think. I'll go ahead and do it. Nope. Tomorrow night, the streak ends. Wow. Otani will get lit up, but they will find a way, and the streak will come to an end. However, the Mets will take the final two, I think. Okay. Do you think the glitch, the human glitch, Hergert, will, will rebound? I don't know. <laughs> Got Stop. credit for his first loss uh, yesterday against the dreaded Red Sox. So, All right, let's, uh, let's head over to the AL now with the Yankees. First team to 40 wins, everybody. Everybody, nice little round of applause. Nobody? Yeah, I know everyone's happy. <laughs> 40 and 16 so first in the AL East. So they've split the first two games so far against Minnesota. Um, tale of two games, which we'll touch on, obviously. Tuesday night, a 10-4 Yankee win. Lucas Ludic, Um Interesting game, obviously. We'll, we'll touch on that to a degree. Uh, he picked up the win out of the bullpen, 2-2, two and two, 5.14 ERA he goes on to. Loss goes to Cole, not Jerry Sands, 0-2, uh, 8.49 ERA. I had to shout out to uh, a Cleveland Guardian legend there. DJ LeMahieu, 3-for-4, two walks, an RBI, and two runs. Aaron Judge, 2-for-5, a homer, a walk, three RBIs, two runs. And Aaron Hicks had himself a little bit of a nice two-day stretch so far. 2-for-3, two, two walks, and two runs on Tuesday. Um However, Tuesday, probably it, it's been interesting both these games. Probably the worst start of the year for Tyone, maybe, on Tuesday. Um, it's, it's sloppy tough. baseball. I yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if it's so much the worst start, but definitely sloppy. Only went four innings. Um, Three errors for the Yankees. Yeah, he didn't even give up, actually. He only gave up two earned runs out of that deal. 
Um, it's just that obviously they, they pulled him after four, pitch count was up, and, and I guess the modern baseball thinking stuff at that point kind of took over. Safe bet anyway to say it at that point. Yeah, and this was a pretty tight game until Rizzo hit the three-run home run. Um, it was actually 5-4 at one point, and Yankees kind of just pulled away, but that kind of shows how good they are. I mean, they made three errors, should have been four. Tyone didn't have his best start. And look, they still win by six runs against a Twins team that people think um, it's not really good. I mean, they're not bad. I mean, they're above 500. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all right. They're punching above their weight, I yep. think. But, um, yeah, and then uh, just yesterday, last night, 8-1 twin victory. Um, Chris Archer picks up his first win on the year. Moves to 1-2, a 3.65 ERA. Nasty Nestor gets the loss, 5-2, a 1.96 ERA. Um, you know, Nestor didn't necessarily look bad, but at the same time, he didn't look great. Um, didn't have a ton going for him. Offense uh, certainly did not really show up that last night. Um, Hicks went 2-3 for three with a run scored. Higgy had a double, and DJ had a sack RBI. So it, it, it's tough. Um, it, this game... Uh, tonight will be an interesting, obviously, rubber match game. Uh, but, you know, this was, a, I guess, a very interesting two-game sample size. It was something that um, we haven't talked about in a few weeks, but but obviously because of the way that he's been playing, but a little bit of like a Jekyll and Hyde type situation on this offense um, where if, man, if they're off, they, they really do seem to be off. Um, again, it, it's a lot like the Mets. Like, I'm not panicking over this. I did it's one of those interesting notes to to kind of find um, a spot, especially you know against a guy like you know Chris Archer, who you know hasn't had a ton of run this year, obviously coming back from injury, uh, but you know certainly the Yankees have had his number at certain points throughout throughout his career, especially obviously in Tampa. So um, you know, I it, it's weird because you know we talk about we talked about. Um, I guess in a way, right? Hicks obviously struggling, and he's had a really good couple of days. But you know, Gallo, Gallo picked up. You know, he he had a nice little offensive burst on Monday night or Tuesday night, rather. I keep saying Monday night. Apologies, but um, you know, when the guys that struggle pick it up, it, it kind of is just like the other parts of the offenses don't show up. Again, not not not. I'm not panicking. I just found it interesting of note that that's the case at this point. Yeah, um, I think Hicks only had a good two-day stretch here because he's back in Minnesota, and as we know, as we know, he plays very well there. I mean, a couple of years ago, remember that insane uh, diving catch in left center to end the game. Um, as for Gallo, I just think that he he's a better player when he's not in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. I think the crowd. Just the atmosphere, he just tries to do too much, and I think he's just better away when, you know, he doesn't hear all the, the boos coming down. And uh, I mean, he still does on the road. I mean, obviously, the Yankee fans travel, but um, yeah, pretty good stretch, uh, two game stretch here. Uh, let's see if they can keep it up. Uh, of course, Gal wasn't in the lineup last night, even though he had two hits the night before. That's Aaron Boone in the, the analytics, but well, uh, that's the front office, not Aaron Boone. Yep. So. Yeah, so let's uh, let's touch on some news and notes uh, for the Yankees. Is um, look, their injury list is a bit bigger than the Mets at this point. 
uh, Arales Chapman uh, was supposed to throw a little bit more earlier this week, uh, but the Yankees and him decided to wait until the team returns to Yankee Stadium this weekend to have that session. Um, still no timetable for the return, but per Aaron Boone, uh, Chapman is pain-free at this point. Please take a, a while. Yeah. Take a while. Don't don't hurry. I'm not I'm not ready for him to close games. An interesting twist in this uh, in this point of news. Jonathan Losaga. <laughs> first time I've done that. Well, Jonathan Losaga. Um, he is dealing with right shoulder information. However, uh, the reason why he left the game on May 22 as opposed to injury was actually to deal with a family matter back in Nicaragua. Um, Obviously, hope all is well there, but that's an interesting point to make. I know Boone is hoping that he is throwing down in down in Nicaragua at this point, but um, what that tells me is they they aren't too sure when he'll be back. Then, as opposed to obviously having a timetable with the injury, uh, there is no timetable right now. I guess at this point, uh, with a with who has been a trusted arm out of the Yankee bullpen the past season and a half, two seasons. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I just I think it's a ways away. If I had a guess, he probably won't be back till like late July. But I I, I don't know. Kind of maybe the same time as Zach Britton actually, because I keep hearing late July, August, um, and that would be quite the the addition right there to get two relievers like that in your pen. Like I don't we don't know how Zach Britton's going to respond coming off Tommy John, but um, getting those guys back would definitely help. And I do think the Yankees will make a move at the deadline and grab another arm as well. Mm-hmm. So the bullpen I think will be much different uh, later this summer. Speaking of Zach Britton, he uh, threw a bullpen session earlier this week. Obviously, he is still pretty big ways away from returning to that bullpen, but um, first time he has thrown a bullpen in his rehab, so he is making the steps to get there. And as you mentioned, um, I think the timetable and timeline has kind of shortened up a little bit. I know um, I think they're still kind of targeting August at this point, August slash September, but... um, if he's already ramping up kind of to this point, that's a pretty good sign. It might be a little bit sooner. Yeah, he's just got to get into minor league games and kind of see how he responds after the outings, and we'll see. You're working really good with these teases because Domingo Herman should be getting a minor league rehab start soon as long as his next throwing session, which will be at some point this weekend, goes well, again, per Aaron Boone. So um, another potential arm coming back for the Yankees. I know we, we sit very differently on his overall being but a, well, as a good, person, it'd be a good trash, it'd be a good it'd be a good piece to kind of get back yeah as a person he's trash but as for a player welcome back um it's a good arm I actually think he'll be put in the bullpen honestly for a little bit I think as a kind of like a long relief guy um not really a high leverage situation just because he's used to starting but I mean where's he going to fit in the rotation if there's not injuries so right. and I I would just not expect him to just be sitting in triple a but we'll see and another good piece of news, Chad Green uh, officially got released that he underwent successful Tommy John surgery over the weekend, uh, performed up in New York. So uh, hopefully that recovery goes well. Obviously we won't be seeing Chad at this point until some point next year. Uh, As a free agent. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. All right, looking ahead, the Yankees obviously one game left in Minnesota today, the rubber match, a 7:41 first pitch. On Yes Network, Garrett Cole, 5-1, 2.78 ERA against Minnesota's de facto ace, Dylan Bundy, 3-3, three three, a 5.57 ERA. Like to imagine the Yankees get this one. Easy win tonight. Easy win. To quote Zaza Pachulia, nothing easy. 9-3, <laughs> Yankees win. Oh, wow. Okay, sticking your flag in the sand on that one. <laughs> Garrett Cole allows one run over seven innings. All right. 
This weekend, the Yankees head back home as they face and take on the NL Central Chicago Cubs. Cubs are 23-33, and 33, fourth in the NL Central this year. Um, obviously kind of stuck in purgatory. Uh, Cubs, again, their rotations, I kind of had to map back their rotation, kind of project out who it was going to be uh, because they had a rain out yesterday, so things are kind of wonky for their rotation. Um, but tomorrow, 7.05, first pitch on... Amazon Prime Video. <laughs> so I'm gonna have Amazon Prime Video on one TV and Apple TV, or yeah, Apple TV and the other TV for the Mets game. You're having such a fun time. And then I will be network on the other one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the Cubs, Matt uh, Swarmer. He's one and zero on the year, one point five O E R A. The pride of the PSAC. Does anybody know what level divi- I I feel like Caleb would know what the PSAC level would be, so I'm gonna leave him out of this one. Uh, Ooh, I don't know if he you does. Don't know. Oh, okay. No, I definitely don't know that. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Any guess, Kyle? PSAC, what level? No guess. I don't want to sound right. like an idiot on the air. <laughs> the PSAC NCAA Division Two, part of my alma mater, Gandon University. Oh my! Swarmer went to Cutstown. So, wow. Yeah, graduated the same year I did. Probably saw him pitch actually at some point. So it's pretty cool. He'll be facing against Luis Severino, 4-1, a 2.95 ERA there. On Saturday, primetime Fox, well, primetime-ish, I guess, 7-15 first pitch. Kyle Hendricks, 2-5, 5.22 ERA against Jordan Montgomery, 1-1, one one, a 3.02 ERA. And then a Sunday matinee day, 135 first pitch on, yes, Mark Stroman for the Cubs, 2-5, 5.32 ERA for him. Against Jamison Tyone, 6-1, and one, a 2.73 ERA. That's such a sweep. I'd like to imagine it's a sweep, but something tells me Strowman will come out and have the game of the year so far I hope he on Sunday. <laughs> but, yeah, I could see that as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll throw caution to the wind. I'm with Hikau. I will do a fearless sweep of the Cubs over the weekend for the Yankees. Yep. Start another seven-game win streak. Yep. All right, let's move on, uh, wrap up with our down-on-the-farm stuff, our minor league brethren in Rochester and Syracuse. Uh, hey, good news. Good news for you, Syracuse Mets faithful. They have moved to sole possession of eighth place in the International League East. What an accomplishment. 20-34. The Rochester Red Wings still in first, 35-21. Still clear of three games over the now second-place Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. So, uh Bad news though, Rochester has dropped both games so far in St. Paul, ten to six and twelve to three respectively. Uh, there is a positive. Uh, Joey Manessis home run in each game so far. Uh, Trace Berea had a home run in the first game, and Dominic Casey had a home run uh, yesterday. And fun fact: Andrew Stevenson committed his first error all season uh, yesterday. He has uh, been the International League leader in outfield fielding up to this point. Still is, I think, but. Interesting uh, to note that uh, it was the first error all day yesterday. So, uh, you know, Rochester still, all things considered, still looking really good. I mean, they've been a really nice bright spot. Um, came out as well over the course of the weekend that um, the pers- the attendance uh, over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Frontier Field last weekend, best three-day stretch of attendance for the Red Wings in five years. Or no, four years, rather, four years. Apologize. So um, good to see that uh, people are getting out and supporting uh, that team once again. I mean, this was a team that um, 
know, as we mentioned after the jump, didn't know really what to make of it. They've been struggling the past few years between not only the Minnesota affiliation, but also Washington affiliation. And uh, looks like we have uh, officially kind of turned a corner at this point, knock on wood with Rochester. Yeah, winning always gets uh, people in the seats, and it's good to see them doing well. Um, at least both the teams aren't bad. Uh, Syracuse, <laughs> if Syracuse and Rochester were both bad, I think it would be disappointing, but at least we got one good team. So some news and notes for Rochester is, uh, and we'll, this is something we'll touch on once we really talk about Syracuse here. Zach Birdie, right-handed pitcher, was assigned from the Florida, uh, the Florida Coast League Nationals to the Rochester roster. Lucius Fox was optioned back to Rochester from Washington. Yoan Adnan was assigned from Washington, a name that uh, may resonate with a certain era of player and people. Luis Avilan was assigned to Rochester from Double A Harrisburg, and left-hand pitcher Sam Clay was recalled by Washington yesterday. I believe Avilon spent a little time in the Yankees minor league mm-hmm. system, and I'm not I'm, he did. I remember if he made an appearance with New York. I believe he did, but uh, he also does have some uh, knowledge within the Washington system, did pitch with Washington a couple of years ago. so. Um, but, yeah, you are right. Avilon uh, was part of the Yankees system for, I believe it was two combined seasons, something like that. So um, interesting note there. Uh, I believe he had been pitching in, I want to say Mexico, but I'm not 100% sure. As for Syracuse, rain out on Tuesday, but they swept the first two games. A doubleheader yesterday against Scranton Wilkesbury. Game one was a three nothing victory, a one hitter combined for the Yes Mets. Tim Adelman started and went four innings. Daniel Palka was the leader on offense, a two run home run there. Game uh, two, Travis Blankenor had a walk off RBI single in the ninth. It was an extra inning, obviously, for game two. Um, interesting note uh, recent add on for the Syracuse Mets. Former Cleveland Guardian legend Daniel Johnson, five RBIs in the last four games for him. So, uh, something to keep an eye on there. Not a ton of, of news and notes to report for Syracuse, but uh, outfielder Matt Rudick was assigned from uh, low A St. Lucie to Syracuse. So, it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens there. Obviously, that was a corresponding move with Kuali going up. And then Felix Pena was granted his release from his contract. He is expected to sign with a KBO team in the coming days. Um, but it's been interesting, a tale of, of two different teams here the past couple of days uh, for each team, and roster moves for, for different reasons as both teams kind of at the parent level kind of get things figured out a little bit here for the month of June. Yeah, it's so weird to see uh, scranton Wilkesbury struggle and uh, the Mets sweep that doubleheader. I mean, I don't remember if they swept a doubleheader this year because they have had a lot, but just seems like a rare doubleheader sweep. Yeah, um, and then obviously I know um, – just with makeup, Syracuse also has a doubleheader on against Scranton tomorrow on Friday, so they have a seven a true seven games in seven days type scenario. But um, obviously not nothing crazy there, and obviously Rochester saw it in St. Paul uh, for the rest of the week. So keep an eye on that stuff. Uh, I know Kyle, you're killing it with um, coverage of both here the past couple of days. So as you have been all sure. year, but I know um, you've been getting uh, you got a little bit of assistance. So shout out to Rochester and you to that list. Hopefully Syracuse does the same. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Anything else to really touch on before we head out of here, I think? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. I think that's it. Caleb, appreciate you behind the scenes. I know uh, you will be manning it fully come Monday for us uh, for uh, pinch hitting quite literally for Nate. Yeah, I'm going to give it my all. (laughs) Great work. All right. Concrete Jungle. We do this thing a couple times a week, Monday and Thursday, usually at 11 or so. So you can watch live on YouTube. 
or at any time you can catch up on there, listen back on Anchor and Spotify, and we'll see everybody on Monday. Hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you next week.